I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. But my other son uh, was going to be moving into his own place, but um, he was recently let go from his job at PetSmart, so he is going to be living with us. I wasn't fired from my job. I was laid off. You wouldn't know the difference. I've never figured out what a critical race theory is. I will not be blackmailed by some ineffectual, privileged, effete, soft penis debutante. You want to start a street fight with me, bring it on. But you're going to be surprised by how ugly it gets. You don't even know my real name. I'm the Lizard King. I need you to get off your couch and vote. Put down your phone and give TikTok a rest and vote. Now watch this drive. Uh, Sammy is like the king of Smash Brothers of Smash Brothers. He is the one that usually has the most wins. But I, I it was a lot of fun because when I started to get my groove, it's <clears throat> as Yoshi and Sammy always plays K. Rule, which is like what an alligator from Donkey yeah, Kong or so, crocodile. Yeah, I can't tell the difference. Crocodile, whatever. I started telling him, like, I'm the Lizard King. Mm. Yeah, there was a lizard fight going on. I tried to stay out of it. It was mostly... Because you're Yoshi? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get it. So then, like, you would look at the kills, and I wasn't actually targeting Sammy, but you would look at, like, the kill meter, and it tells you who you've killed and uh, or knocked out, and most of mine were always the lizard, Sammy Sammy the Lizards. It's like green on green so crime. So at the end, the last the last match of the night, it, it somehow boiled down to just me and, me and Sammy, a battle of the lizards, and... And I knocked him out. This is a way better cold open. I was proud to be there. You yeah. know what else I'm proud of? Hmm. The project that we worked on that I'm going to, that we can't actually talk about. This is so ridiculous. Like we can't say anything. <laughs> Let's just say we, we made a couple three pointers on the field. On the field. Uh, Let's just say. So that that's a football reference. It was a slam dunk. We hit some home runs right in the net. We scored a goal unit. Did you guys hear the NCAA is doing the final four in Detroit in 2027? Coincidentally. Yeah. That has nothing to do with anything. Episode 11, Watch This Drive. Welcome to our show. You know what's crazy? Welcome to the show. What's crazy? This is the first time that we've done this during the day, which means it's also the first yeah. time that I've done this sober. I'm drinking a beer right now. Yeah. What the fuck? Hold on. Yeah. I need a mini fridge up here. Why would I do this without drinking a beer? I think it's part of the part of the show. The tradition. Like Joe Rogan yeah. hitting a blunt, you know? All right, you guys start the album on display stuff. My guess is Fleetwood Mac rumors. I'm going to go get it. Yes, that's exactly. Why is it always Fleetwood Because I said rumors. Fleetwood Mac rumors in, in episode 10. Like, if, if, if I were to put up Fleetwood Mac rumors uh, as the album on display, you guys should be able to get that. I'm starting to think that maybe I gave you guys too much credit. Maybe I'm going to put that up there next week. No, I, I think I know Fleetwood Mac rumors. Okay, well, next week, we'll see. Actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. I'm not sure. I... I think I'm actually um, thinking of upstairs in Eric's bedroom or something or whatever it's called. Upstate, upstairs at Eric's, which is a different band. And yeah, that's not even relevant. Together. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, you want to, no one's going to get I this. I just like the picture in my head. Yeah. Uh, this is, um, hold on. Give me like two seconds. Okay. I've been trying, I've been trying to. Oh, cheat you're cheating. You're going to Google it. You're going to like take a screen cap and Google it. No, no, I'm not going to. I'm not Drew, cheating. Drew, Carl's cheating. No. He's taking a screen capture and he's doing a Google image search. No, Enhanced. I'm not doing this. I, I'm not doing that. I'm I'm actually just. You'd be surprised at how many red album covers with a V in it and outline of a cityscape. Uh, the V are. is a hummingbird, by the way. I don't know if that helps. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Uh, hummingbird. 
beef. So it's it's that's good to describe to the listeners. It's like overall, it's a red composition, very kind of modern art with a hummingbird, a very uh, abstract kind of impressionist hummingbird on a branch, and then there's this geometric. 3D white kind of a almost like a waveform going through you know, it. Google is while really, you guys are, uh, are are just struggling, not not helping. You. I uh, my my old band um, document played with this band at Smalls and Hamtramck, and they were really fantastic. They're based out of Portland, Oregon. They have the worst name ever for SEO, hands down. Oh, good really? luck, Carl. Actually, the worst what might be it, yeah, the worst uh, name might be like Untitled Google Document is or really something. Really not helping me out with this one. This is. We were criticized. Is it, is it password manager? This document was always criticized for having the worst band, but I think this is even worse. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start a band and name it uh, How to Do VLOOKUP in Excel. <laughs> that's the that's the name of my Microsoft band. Word is gonna be in my band name. Mm-hmm. So this is it's it's a it's a V. It's or it's a, just now a hummingbird. It's a hummingbird with its and a cityscape with its wing. I guess I wouldn't say that cityscape, but. That's totally a cityscape. What are you talking about? I know it's not a cityscape no, because a cityscape. I know the name of the, the record and what they're doing is more of an electrical schematic, that shape. Oh, schematic. <laughs> I'm using all these words you're throwing at me. I have no fucking all right, clue. The band is called The Standard. <laughs> I know The Standard. I, I you know The Standard be because I've, I've probably played this for you. And Wire Post to the Wire is uh, the, the name of the, the record. So yeah, they're really good though. Oh yeah, now now I've pulled up the album cover and yeah, I can totally see how wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> they're fantastic. They're, Dark, they're no longer not, a band. That is not a cityscape at they're all. No longer a band. I think they <laughs> may like, have gotten back together a couple times over the years. They were they're a bit popular in like the math rock post hardcore scene in Portland. Again, they played with us and they were just they just blew me away with their uh, intensity and just the sound. It, it's kind of a to me, it reminds me of uh, industrial, like 80s industrial stuff. So they electronic yeah. without actually being electronic, you know, like if you think of Bauhaus and stuff or, or even Joy Division for that matter, which I know aren't industrial, but, you know, they're playing with real instruments, but they have a very mechanical, you know, sound to them. Yeah, they're really good. What's, cool. what's, our, what's our subject to? My phone keeps on going to sleep. Um, advertisements in your desktop oh this is the windows 11 thing yeah I'm oh, excited. Yeah. it's yet yet another theater of war yeah. seated to advertisers so the title of this article which is a, a g hacks article is microsoft is turning windows 11's start menu into an advertisement delivery system so this is some beta tester on um windows 11 There's some you know feature beta tester on windows 11 noticed that there's the start menu is starting to promote content Specifically, there was like Etsy links and stuff within so the start cool. menu, which I'm sure is just a hey, setting that you but, can turn off. But, you know, still thoughts. <laughs> they've they've been doing this for a long they time. They have been. It's just, yeah, like, I mean, Windows 10, if you look at Windows 10 and you just hit your window key right now, there's tons of stuff, advertisements for things that like you probably don't have. It's all things that you can turn off. Yeah. Yeah, but I get like I get stuff for Dell. Uh let's see. I've got Disney Magic Kingdoms, Bubble Witch 3, Candy Crush Soda Saga. Like the listeners probably don't know, but you guys I've discussed this with. So I'm in the market for a, a laptop right now. And I'm just like shopping around. Right now I'm I'm leaning toward a Razer Blade, R-A-Z-E-R. It's like a gaming laptop. I want a laptop that has a really good GPU, something that can push like video editing and and stuff like that. This article has solely pushed me back into possibly getting a Mac. 
Welcome. Welcome back. Because it's so disgusting to me that- It's so nice and, in and here. And Carl, your point is valid. The water's like, fine, Randy. Get on in. But it's just so, and I know there's like Linux options and stuff, but here's the brass tacks of it. Now, what do you have to prove? What do you have to prove? I want like a gaming laptop too, because, you know, my kid like plays Minecraft and plays games and I want something that I could play along. Mm -hmm. And he's got a Dell G15. So he's got, you know, a, an inexpensive for all intents and purposes. It's mm -hmm. a year old, you know, it was a year old when I bought it. So it's two years old now. Sure. Um, but it's an inexpensive gaming laptop and he blows my, I have this little Dell XPS, like piece of crap. It's, it's the 12 inch model. So it has no standalone GPU. It's just onboard graphics and it just sucks. And I have to, you know, it's all laggy and stuff like that. And he, he crushes me. All right. When I'm playing games and I want to, I want to compete. I want to compete. So, so I'm thinking, all right, I'll get a gaming laptop, but you know, all we're doing is playing Minecraft and stuff. So I don't need anything that's like whiz bang smack right now. That's true. That's true. So I, <clears throat> he's not, he's not going to be in Minecraft forever. It's just frustrating to me that Windows is so dominant in the gaming space when it comes to like PC gaming. I've seen the side by sides with Mac versus PC and I'm sorry, PC just schools the Mac when it comes to like, well, it does because games are developed yeah. for PC first. Like that's, yeah. that's the usual development target, which is interesting because it would probably be easier to develop for Linux first and port from there. Like if, if you actually did, but most of the, just because it's, you know, what is normal in the industry, like mm -hmm. most game engines and stuff like that, they prioritize windows development. So it's a, well, a cross industry thing. There's that, but there's also, I think there's also some, benefits to playing on the pc right now and i'm not saying this is really just pc a pc uh versus mac thing necessarily but there are some like uh like the microsoft store for instance or just xbox you, you know you have those applications that just run natively on your pc and if and if you subscribe to game pass on your xbox and then you get a gaming pc all of that stuff like that subscription is also usable on your pc like i i have I have Game Pass on my Xbox. I've had it for years. And now that the kids have gaming PCs, I sign them in. Mm -hmm. They can download and play games, you know, right from the store. As long as I'm signed in, you know, to their computers, they can they can access all of that content. So it's just it's kind of super easy to just do that. And then also all of your profile stuff. And if you migrated from Xbox to your PC, like all your profile and all of your, you know, your um, save data and stuff comes over. It's it's so seamless. Like there's so many mm -hmm. things. I mean, I just don't, it's not that it's like you can't play games on the Mac, right? You, you can, it's just that now they're kind of, they almost stole a page out of Mac's book with the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like ecosystem, the walled garden. Yes. The, the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And like it's this, just, they have the gaming ecosystem they now, do. you know, yeah, Microsoft you know, Steam, with you've got Steam as well. And Steam is also amazing. You know, I mean, you can probably get that on Mac, you can. but still you can but but most of the in i mean this is i mean you, you make a really good point a lot of the times the reason there it's a self-perpetuating cycle where games the tooling that makes most games is all built for the, the pc because that's where most people are going to be playing your game because that's where most of the games are because that's where most of the developers you know so it's this cyclical thing and carl you're right like i have a uh, my setup randy is i have a a tower pc that i play games on and then i have a, a mac for work stuff Mm -hmm. And it's very similar on, on one platform versus the other, where on the Mac and, and Apple and iOS side of things, everything syncs very seamlessly, all my files are there. But then I have an Xbox uh, in the living room and I have a PC upstairs. And what Carl was talking about is 100% true for me. Like it's it's a very good experience just for different 
things. Yeah, and that's when I was researching Mac versus PC. There's if you are going to edit videos in Adobe Premiere or you know, obviously Final Cut would be only Mac, but or even uh, DaVinci Resolve or what have you. Mac outperforms PC like nine times out of mm-hmm. ten as far as the speed of rendering. Uh, and, and we're talking like, oh, I get three seconds off of this hour long video that I'm rendering out for, you know, what have you. Um, but it's not just the renders. It's the, the, the interfaces tend to be smoother. Exactly. The, yeah. You know, yeah. The, so so the previews render faster. Yep. Your workflow is just more efficient and it's just it's just a more pleasant time to use. But at the same time, games just you're not going to get, you know, the performance that you would get on a NVIDIA 3060 or 3080 or 3070 Ti, whatever it is, you know, that you would get um, on a PC versus a Mac. So I'm, I've been weighing these options for like two months now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It isn't just the hardware though. The, the, the GPUs in, in Macs are actually pretty capable on paper, mm. like the specs. It is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just know, not it, optimized. Either, either, yeah. it has to be right. It has to be filtered through Rosetta or, uh, you know, they're, they're not using a, a universal target with, with the outputs and yeah, but uh, back to this, the disgustingness that. of windows and, and I know Carl, yes, windows 10 is doing the exact same thing, but they just, it just creeps me out that I have some link to amazon.com or Etsy or whatever, right within my start menu, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. starting to second guess my whole decision process when it comes to the operating system. Yeah, but system. I don't think that's going away. And I, I, and honestly, I, I don't see Mac never doing that either. Mm. They're not doing it right now. They all, they're not doing it right <laughs> now, but they, they all do it eventually. I know. And I know, I know everybody, all those windows folks out there, I know it's just like a setting away. You just turn it off and it's, and it's gone. But just the yeah. fact that it's in there in the first place, the fact that, it, that, uh, Cortana is in there in the first place and you know, you have to go in and turn the stupid thing off is just so frustrating to me. The overall pattern here is in, in Netflix just released their, their quote unquote, like cheaper plan that's ad supported, which is like the price that their plans were originally. Mm-hmm. The entire thing is basically increasing the base amount of things and then selling you advertisements as a way to to lower your your cost, right? Which is, it, the whole thing is very insidious. So I imagine, because you still have to buy Windows licenses if you're not buying uh, OEM. And so I'm seeing maybe eventually they do go to make Windows free, but they have it be ad supported or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, I don't know. It's just and then so you, can, you won't be able to turn it off under that model. Because beyond just. Yeah, what, what did I tell you guys about screen zero stuff, huh? And my notes, I said, this is, this harkens back to uh, Carl's point about screen zero. Yeah. I just don't see it. I like, obviously if, if Apple determines that it will make them more money than the reputation that they'll lose for doing it, they'll do it. But I, right now it's, it's kind of antithetical to their strategy. I don't think so. I think fanboys will still buy the stuff. People will still buy it. Yeah, do, I mean, matter. but there's, there's still, but they, they have the, their like differentiation in terms of how lightly they're in the ad space, I think is something that they're very careful about that does provide value to them. I I'm sure obviously they wouldn't go out of business if they did ads, obviously, but they're certainly doing the math on how tar- specifically targeted ads, I'm sure interact with sure. their philosophies and their pit or their PR pitches essentially and, and how they approach things. Uh, and, and so that position for them does have value. Yeah. I just, I don't think it would have much of an effect on anything if they did it. I, you know, it's, I feel it, it's very similar to when they announced the next iPhone and people are like, it doesn't have an audio jack, so I'm not buying it. And then they buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to matter. So Apple, when it comes, comes to ads, like if you, if you deploy an application on, iOS and advertisers and uh, app developers, they do try to skirt this and, and, and get around it. 
But if you want to use their notification system, they are extremely strict uh, about not wanting you to push promotional materials through it, through their notification system. Like that's one of the, the biggest things that you can get dinged for. Their UX philosophy is anti, at least anti-display ads. Yeah. The big thing to me is not just the the, the fact that the, there's ads that show up within the start menu. It's It makes it so obvious that you're collecting data on me, you know, which Apple is is a little bit more, I don't know, DL about. I mean, come on, Windows, you're, you're, you're getting like telemetrics, you're, you're getting all this data on me and you're reporting it back. And it, it reminds me of this conversation that I had with this uh, studio owner. This is like an analog, stu- like recording studio, sorry. This recording studio owner that, I, that I, I'm vaguely friends with, I guess, <laughs> to put it in one way. Um, you, you, get, you develop a lot of relationships when you're in bands that, you know, you're, it's not a, like a real friend, but it's like a band friend. So this guy, he... Listen, everyone, Randy's done some things. <laughs> It's not he, proud of him, but no, nothing, nothing like that. It's just, you know, like it's an industry friend rather than, you know, a, a, a true friend, um, an acquaintance, an acquaintance. Yeah, yeah sure. That's how I think about you guys. <laughs> so he's running, he was running a studio and it was primarily an analog studio. It was very late to the digital adoption, but you know, the, the editing workflows within digital, it's hard to compete with. Um, so especially when considering that a lot of home studio recordists will, they'll record at home. They'll bring it into the studio to do overdubs or to do mixing or mastering or what have you. So this guy was like, you know, I finally got a Pro Tools rig. But here's the thing. I never connect. I, you know, install the software and I never connect it to the Internet. So, you know, I just don't want to worry about viruses and, and you know, the cost of this, this gear is, you know, it's, it's up there. So I just I don't want to bother with that stuff. I will once in a while connect it so I can get updates, security updates and stuff. But for the most part, it's just disconnected from the internet and I just work within the DAW, the digital audio workstation. And that's it. Can you even do that anymore? <laughs> with these with these systems, can you even you do that? Like, you almost have to like crack I, it or something. Yeah, I use Reason. Yeah, I, think what, I think what you're, what you're referring to is is, is air gapping. Yeah. <laughs> really? Is that, a, is that a term? Yeah, it's called, it's called, yeah, you... It, an air-gapped machine. Okay. All right. Well, this is way before that probably existed. But I, I use um, Reason is my primary digital audio workstation. And it prompts, it, it sends a mothership, you know, communication every single time I launch that application. You know, it's like, hey, is this licensed? Is this cool? You know, because pirating, obviously, for these mm-hmm. these big DAWs, it's, it's a big deal and, and still is a big deal. Um, but I don't know. It's just so weird to me, like, the, the way the industry's... In industries, meaning like, you know, video editing, anything that anybody who's producing non-software, you know, not like us, that software development kind of thing, but is working within physical mediums, not physical, because I mean, yeah, vinyl, CDs, but you know what I mean? Like producing like videos or music or I don't know, even books or what have you. The workflow is completely different nowadays. In, uh, mm-hmm. in, in 2011, I think when the Xbox One, the original Xbox One was announced by Microsoft, there's a lot of things that plagued that announcement that people did not like. One of them was that it had to be connected to the internet if you mm-hmm. wanted to play it, even if you had the physical disc. People obviously didn't like that, but there's incentive for these companies because they get to reduce piracy, they get more telemetrics, they get more analytics data, and they also... in in to a certain extent, you can create like slightly better experiences and, you know, like auto updates. Like there's there's good things that come from prioritizing being connected from the Internet. But most of the reasons for doing it are very insidious. And there was such a backlash to that. I remember that they had to pretty much change the entire strategy. You also had to have the connect connected 
Like, so you had to be connected to the internet and you had to have a camera this. pointed yeah. at you. And I think like they, that was so like, people were very that weirded was so out. heavy yeah. handed mm-hmm. because it was like, yeah, we want to, not only do we want to make sure you have the license, we want to make sure that if you rent a movie, you don't have more than four people watching it so that yeah. <laughs> we can charge you per head. This is basically. the original Xbox? The Xbox One. and those things. Xbox One. Oh, the Xbox One. When okay. they when they were rolling that out. So, the the, X, which is actually Xbox Two. It's Xbox Three, technically. <laughs> yeah, Three. The Xbox One. It was Xbox, Xbox, three. Xbox Three Sixty, then in the Xbox One. Yeah, correct. And uh, yeah. and so there was such a backlash that they had to completely change their strategy. They they made it so that the Connect was optional. That Connect later uh, died, uh, and they took away like the requirements for being connected to the internet. I think at a time they also were going to charge you to give your game to somebody else. There, there's going to be like a fee for you. If I wanted to give you Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, you would have to pay me $10 or not pay me. You'd have to, one of us would have to pay a, like a, a transfer fee. Is that a digital f- file or is that a physical, is that a Either way, I mean, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, I think okay. the, the new Modern Warfare 2 only has like five megabytes of data on it because it's just a, basically the disc is just a key. Oh, uh, yeah, and and so, but the game itself is, a, you know, however many hundreds of gigabytes. I don't know. I feel like they could get away with it now. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel they could get a lot closer now, just because of how much ground has been seeded. That's the EA model that everybody hates, but still buys their games. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you bought um, the Maddens and you know you played it online, and then you sold it to like GameStop mm-hmm. or something like that, and somebody else bought it, you had to buy a new subscription key to play the game wow yeah i don't know i just think i think that stuff is getting like more and more or whether it's that or it's the having to pay a subscription fee for for seat warmers in your car the, the idea of us actually mm-hmm. owning anything uh like as as consumers as people like when you try to talk to people about you know alternative economic systems and the overall way that money and capital is organized and you know you have to like try to explain to people the difference between private ownership and personal ownership where not everyone is sharing underwear, you fucking genius, uh, like under a, a communist system or, you know, idealized uh, socialist systems or whatever. You still have stuff. It's just that you can't own things that people need to live and then like resell it to them for profit. Like, that's, Drew, did you did you get my my package that I sent you to ship to you? The underwear? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was actually okay. gonna, I, I, I was gonna charge you like a restocking fee, okay. just because there's, right. there's make some sure, stains. Make sure you wash it because you know, yeah, I didn't wash it. Wash I don't. I, I figured that was it's part of our currency. utopia that we didn't have to. Wash but this it. whole, this whole conversation yeah. about not, not owning things, it kind of goes back to the original topic of of the PC with the ads and and that that kind of that's a that's a different thing that bugs me about it is that now it used to be you buy a computer right and it was yours to do with whatever you wanted and now. You pay, you know, however many thousands of dollars now, because they're probably like, what, two grand, or maybe a laptop's more like 12 to 15, depending on what you're doing. Mm. You pay all this money, you license, you, you license all the software, you, you know, you have to pay to get the Windows version if, if it doesn't come with it. And then they just kind of say, oh, okay, we're, well, we're going to use your stuff now. You're, we're going to use your resources. We're going to use your internet. We're going to use the PC that you just bought from us, and we're going to add all this stuff on there and it it, it kind of feels like why did i pay you two grand for you to advertise to me yeah, that's exactly <laughs> well and that's kind yeah. of you know but that's that's what i'm saying where like you the the whole argument where you have to explain to people the difference between private and personal ownership under this model you're seeding your personal ownership the stuff that you would actually want to own and you would still be able to own under a different system that is just going to the capital owners because it, it has to 
because the system demands more profit and it can't keep making profit because it has no natural resources left to exploit. So it just has to invent fun new financial products and ways to fuck you over even more to use, like you said, Carl, to use your resources, to recharge you for stuff you've already bought, to sell and buy your data for using the product. Nothing can go untouched by this system. It is the reason for the system's existence. It's only its only objective. It's only prerogative is to to grow, to increase, to, to feed yeah. itself. I mean, it's, and, this, and this has been an issue with the TVs. We touched on this, too. This has been an issue with the TVs already, you know, the smart TVs. Those are, you know, we said it before. It's the practice now is to hook it up to the Internet, get the updates and then cut it from the Internet. You know, use something like um like a roku stick or something to watch your shows don't don't use the actual smart features i mean the roku stuff has the exact same features though but the roku stuff isn't it doesn't push you the ads Mm, yeah it does the one we have doesn't doesn't Mm. push us ads we just have the stick all right well technically i have the google tv one but you know it's yeah it's still promoted content you know it's still trying to push you to watch this on you know even though it's using your the platforms that you've signed up for so watch this on netflix or blah 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 but it's still like these promoted content you know wells no it's not necessarily the promoted content things that bother me it's the other stuff that they try to do you know like the make sure you know make sure you're watching the, the ad for five minutes before it unlocks your stuff i mean i know that's just kind of like a copyright idea but it's we're one step away from it back to the studio thing a thing that I found really interesting, which is on the same subject, but a little bit different. So studios notoriously are are geared with um, very expensive, you know, compressors or EQs or uh, preamps or what have you. There's, this isn't very new, but it's relatively new to me, which is, you know, the internet at this point, the infrastructure of the internet, the bandwidth that we're all getting to our households. Uh, is at a point where you can actually use outboard gear remotely from your home studio. You can use a $10,000 compressor that's over in LA and master. Yeah. You can master your um, rent it basically through the pipes, you know, through the intertubes Mm -hmm. and master or mix or what have you a, a recording. It's not quite to the point where you could record real time you know, cause latency and what have you, but you could record something using your cheap preamps or, you know, you guys have these, uh, blue Yeti mics or whatever. You could record something using these cheap converters and then mix it using the top of the line UA or whatever, um, compressor. And you could, the outboard gear that's supported is just limitless. Like that's crazy. The, the, the best Nyman, you know, whatever, or, uh, mixing councils, preamps, what have you, anything you want. And it's just so cool. It's 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 democratizing some of the highest end gear. But at the same time, it's like Fugazi or some of these more DIY like punk outfits that were releasing things in the 90s. It's like, are, were they using that? No. Are we fantasizing about the quality of this? Are, is, is my shitty song going to be made better because I push it through that? You know, th- there's that whole thing. No, that's, I feel like that's an easy trap for anybody in any creative industry mm-hmm. to get into. Yeah, like uh, if know. I push it through this thing, will it all of a sudden make it better? But yeah. it's available. I don't know. It's 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 a, it's a cool. No, and it's, it's cool good concept. and it, it's that is cool. It's and you know and that's true also those those types of things exist for I think Google Stadia just shut down, but more and more mm-hmm. people are trying to do that with like playing video games, streaming video games. 
GitHub has uh, or VS Code workspaces. And that's also very cool because you can, if you don't have a, as high of an end of a machine, you can, you know, rent uh, the, those types of machines to, to yeah. do your uh, code. And so you can run that code basically on an iPad. You can you can work in VS Code on, on that because there's no native iPad application. The reason I think that that's also interesting is for large teams that have a lot of secrets that opens the door for people can be working in environments that are it's there's less secure. There's fewer security implications because you can obscure certain things from the people that are working on them and you don't have to worry about a bunch of copies of your shit being everywhere. And, it, you know, so just for like principle of least privilege and, and things like that, it allows you to segment access much more granularly, which, you know, it's, it, it, that really matters in, in like large teams. And is there a downside to that? Like that, you know, it does that tend to be motivated by just ways to keep alienating people from from their work and having everybody be like little segmented, mm-hmm. just little guys running around doing little things and you're scraping, you know, half of their the value they're creating off of them or whatever. I don't know. But the, the functionality, the tech, the tech side of it, like a lot of the things that we talk about is pretty cool. And there's definitely positives to it. How soon before computers, like company-owned computers, end up being basically just little Chromebooks with single connections to these cloud spaces, and that's the only thing that you can do with your computer because companies are getting too mad that people are using their work computers for personal computers as well? Mm -hmm. Very soon. Most people, I feel like there's so many incentives that push it in that direction, both from the people that are selling those things and the, the people who need to have solutions internally. Most people use only their web browser. Like the most people that use a computer only use the web browser. Yeah. Uh, so it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You just keep making you you keep making that more and more powerful, basically. Especially with this era of like Google three six or sorry Office three sixty five and Google Docs and everything. It's most mm-hmm. people in most capacities that work in some sort of service or office, you know, what have you. Yeah. Why would you need students? No, students any, too. I mean, like the yeah. the vast majority of people only use a web browser. Yeah. It's the only thing they use on their computer. So that also brings up the question of. Do these like internet only PCs cost less? And I'm I'm guessing no. I mean they, no, they, they do they you can Chrome, get I mean look at your Chromebooks already. Chromebook you get Chromebook for two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, they cost less. Yeah. Do they? Will they will yeah. they eventually increase the price? Yeah. I mean because that's what I'm thinking. Like they'll have more if, ads. If, if everything moves to the cloud. The, the price yeah, more ads, exactly. The, the price of PCs though and uh, Macs included, I mean, it's it's gone down throughout 30, 40 years or what have you when it yeah, comes so the, to the hard yeah. drive the the actual physical but to the point of everything that we've been talking about in terms of you know licensing fees and mm. them selling your ads and them using your internet to process things and all that kind of stuff, the total cost of ownership is always the going total to cost of ownership increasing. is higher. But the it's actual, going to always it's going to it has to increase like it just has to because that's what capital demands. Not. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so and because all these things in the larger problem is of course that a there's fewer natural resources and like traditional ways to exploit things, so you have to use these new techniques to exploit things and grow quarter over quarter. And two, and this is something we talk about constantly. Because they're so focused on quarter over quarter growth, a place where they actually could maybe make more money and, and make these things like, you know, products, quote unquote, and services that are innovative to sell for profit. We can't really do that anymore. We have to have what we have because we can't invest any real money because that would cause a, a loss in profits for this quarter. We have to just do these little tiny things and we, we can't we can't make any big bets, basically. We can't invest in R&D significantly. I mean, you know, Google has our like these, these companies, they have that or whatever. But so many more places could be spending more in R&D and like finding actually new useful things that people would want to pay more money for. 
they can't do that. It's not as profitable as quarter over quarter over what they're doing. Now. None of those industries are going to do that, though, in the first place. All they do is just steal from, you know, research institutions or universities, you know, or the mm-hmm. government or DARPA or what have they you. Would, they would if they if you increase their their taxes. Yeah, no, I saw I saw that. I read that exactly. It's kind of a big issue. Uh, it's it's a, a slight it's related, but it's still kind of a slight off topic thing in a way. But the that it's very similar. Let's the whole stealing from universities and stuff it's very similar with the scientific papers Mm -hmm. a lot of those scientific papers are written you know under grant money or taxpayer funded stuff and then those papers get put behind a paywalled thing that you know is privately owned yeah and we talk i mean with the same thing with like healthcare stuff it starts with public money they get the ball rolling because they're the the same thing i mean our, our isp is the same issue right i mean that whole network was was funded by taxpayer dollars. But Drew, yeah, I, I think I read the exact same article, or m- maybe you even posted. I I forget exactly what what the catalyst of that was. Raising taxes increases R and D spending. If you, if yeah. you ha- the only reason that companies and capital is incentivized to have these vast hordes of wealth is because we're letting them. Mm-hmm. And so, if you increase their the, the actual money and taxes that they had to pay through like closing loopholes, increasing rates they would be incentivized to get rid of that money, to spend that money. And the best, one of the best things that they can spend that money on, and, and then they'd be able to make an argument to their fucking evil investors that's like, okay, look, we, you know, we have to get rid of this money. We're, we need to decrease our tax burden. So we need to put this money in, into shit, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, exactly. and actually invest the money. Invest in like the actual real way that you can use the word invest, as opposed to just putting money somewhere like into a speculative asset or, or whatever, like in, invested in like within the hopes of it producing something useful, yeah. not just in that, you know, you think that the the market gods will will look kindly upon your soul or whatever. So just as I yeah. guessed, we would not get through all the show notes that I. <laughs> no, but I did. But I keep I keep trying to give you I keep saying the word invest an investor. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I was going to say I was going to say investors have all the power, man. They do. They do. So <laughs> last episode, episode 10, I alluded to um some they call him an activist investor. So this is some Yeah, what does that even mean? Some UK billionaire that invests a, a ton of money in Google. Is an investor who also makes pitch decks. Yeah. Yeah, but what like what is activist about it? That's what he, I want to know. Not not activist in like the actual like doing something good. Just mean like he's actively partic- trying to participate in the management of the business. Yeah, he's not a passive. Oh, it's so, so he's meddling. Yes, exactly. He's a not a passive investor. investor, which is you know. I think meddling investor is better. Okay, Sorry a meddling investor <laughs> is uh, demanding cuts from Google mainly because he feels that they should follow suit with all the rest of the big tech companies as far as cutting. And sure Those enough, people are fucking stupid. Sure enough, as it goes, Sundar, the uh, CEO of of, uh, of Google, is now demanding executive level management cut six percent, which would equate to ten thousand Google employees. <laughs> like within a week, he is now demanding this. Just because, just because lowest, everyone's doing the it. lowest performers, the, the lowest, lowest performance. Performers. It, their usual cuts are around um, what two percent. Something like that. I think that's what it says in this article. Yeah. So, you know, you, they, they do cuts every year. It's just, it's the, you know, rinse and repeat. It's the way that uh, these tech companies, really any big company runs. But now suddenly, because of this meddling investor, correct, girl, this meddling mm-hmm. investor, they're going to cut 10,000. So investors, great. Awesome. You have all the power. That's Freaking great. I love it. Yeah. To me, one of the most egregious parts of this entire relationship that we all have 
in, in these systems is where you basically have these guys who are not like just happen to be in, in power that get to make these types of decisions on a whim because it, it feels right, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can you imagine being at, at a company like that? Like I mean, we, if you, we if you look at are. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. But I, I maybe, maybe I, because I haven't been at at, uh, at the level of management. You know, the the amount of tiers of management that there is probably at this kind of company, where you know that you are being asked to find six percent of your employees to let go, and then you also know that your supervisor is being tasked with finding six percent, mm-hmm. and then his supervisor is being, or their supervisor, sorry, is being tasked with finding six percent and like you're almost i don't know it's like it's so weird like it would be so weird to be in a position where like well i'm going to choose six percent of my employees that need to be fired and then myself might be going too. <laughs> like yeah like it's possible you know, a publicly just, traded company keeps, and hearing about way up. hearing about your likely layoff like from the news that would be weird yeah that would oh, be yeah, pretty that's surreal. horrible yeah yeah that's that's a fun one I don't know if we guys have any other things to discuss Nothing as far as that, that subject. All right, we could probably. Go. I'm just, I'm just tired, tired of, I'm tired of it. Honestly, no, every a- tech company is tired. You know, it's funny because you know Twitter and you know Twitter let go what fifty percent or seventy percent. Yeah, but how many? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many people was it? Like seventy five. Well, it was a combination of of letting people go and people saying fuck. There's this. been over a hundred thousand um, tech layoffs this year. No, no, no. I know, but. Well, how many was it at Twitter? It was... Uh, they went down from 7,500 to like 2,700. And then there's also an right. unknown... There's an unknown number of contracts. Sure. It's probably in the thousands. So we're all shitting on Elon. And don't get me wrong, we should be shitting on Elon. But he let go the fewest number of people. Not by percentage. Not, not by not percentage. Not in terms yeah. of his... Mm-hmm. Not by percentage, but I mean, it's still... No, obviously, like you're this. Look, the, the, if you're just looking at, if you're just looking at, like more, like people losing, you know, income. I don't think it's fair to always look at percentages. No, you know? but I mean, the if we're talking about the impact that a, a person is having, is having given their station, given the impact potential that they have. You know, if we're talking about the utilitarian total number of like things, then sure, then it's it's better mm-hmm. to speak with absolute values. But if we're going after specific people and we're ranking the badness of individual people, then I do think percentages is more appropriate. Carl, you're, I don't, you're, sounding like I don't, a, you're sounding like one of those right wingers that are like, what are you talking about? Juneau, Alaska is the worst crime ridden city. It's Chicago. It's like, well, per capita. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Or that goes back to the vaccine issue, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of all the per capita yeah, it just matters. It depends on it depends on like, <laughs> no, what, I'm not saying it doesn't matter. Because if you, yeah, because if you're a Twitter employee, if you're a Twitter employee, you're more likely to get let go. If you're a Facebook employee, you're less likely to get let go. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. And so it's like, but yeah, if you if you measure like the total amount, but is that a useful metric? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like maybe it's not. I mean, it is because the it, we bullied the amount, the amount of we, we won, Drew. We bullied them into. I'm just I'm just thinking like the amount of people that they're putting <laughs> that they're that they're basically putting back in that are losing their income. Yeah, like that that yeah. bothers me. Yeah, like I don't. It like I don't care if Alphabet has a hundred thousand people; they just still just let ten thousand people go. Mm-hmm. You know, no, like, or they're obviously going, no. You know, like that, that, it's that, all shitty. That bugs me. It's all shitty, but yeah. I think that I think that I don't think any case, of them are better than each other. I don't think just because you know per capita is is lower. I I don't think that makes Alphabet any better of a company than Meta. They're all obviously yeah. evil. I just mean if we're measuring impact at the company level, the overall thing is like what we were mentioning last episode. It just seems like such a waste. 
you're targeting low performers, blah, 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 yakety schmackety. But it just seems like there's such an opportunity if you were Google or any tech company to start poaching these people that are leaving early. Um, yeah. This this activist investor also points out in the article that Google is, I think they pay their employees about 73% higher than Microsoft employees. And it, it might even be upwards of like 90% higher than meta employees or what have you. So yeah, essentially better Google, talent at Google than Facebook Alphabet, or Microsoft too. Alphabet is playing the game of we are going to compensate our employees higher. So they, A, don't create their own startups to compete with us. And B, they don't go to our competition, which is smart. And it's like, and they're less so, likely to unionize also. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. And so now you're going to just, just throw that all away to cut based on some activist investor. Like Meta now investor. is your opportunity to look at Twitter, look at Meta, look at Amazon and start getting these people in because you can guarantee that there's some high performers again. Not everyone was fired. A lot of these people quit because they didn't want to deal with Elon's antics or they didn't want to deal with whatever bullshit was going on in the industry. Now is your opportunity to actually hire. It just seems like they don't care. I feel like anybody that's still at Twitter has to be at Twitter. Yeah, it's H1B like there's no, people. There, yeah. There's no reason to stay at Twitter. It's, uh, we will give you, what was if it, you, three if you to drink six the months? No, we'll give you three to six months severance and you don't have to work double the hours. If you have that many people and they do that, you know, the the numbers, there are going to be some, you know, libertarian types that are still Elon's. They're still fans of Elon. I can't imagine like anybody's, uh, I don't know, self, I don't want to say selfishness, but like, I can't imagine anybody would, would turn down three to six months severance and not have to work double the amount of hours. They believe in Elon's message they they see spacex and tesla and the thing that kills me is it's they're not going to make any more money based on the success or fail of twitter no but they probably believe that they will is the thing like they Maybe. probably believe that if like senpai elon will notice them and <laughs> and yeah reward them for it's their crazy patronage. it's like it, it, it's uh oh elon made a bad purchase and fucked up his uh his wallet today so uh we're all going to work double time because we think that we might be able to help his wallet but just look at some less. of the people that that basically when they buy Twitter Blue or they when I mean, it's been delayed and delayed. But when it was originally available, there is a, a decent contingent of people that are willing to give. They, they feel that by giving Elon Musk money, and this is also true when he was selling the boring company hats, or the flamethrower or any of these things, you are collaborating in a collective project that just happens to be ran by this guy who you love. Uh, and so like, you're not doing it because as much as you want the stuff, you're doing it because you want to support the billionaire. It's like Patreon for a billionaire, basically. Yeah, that's that's what jobs are. And, it's, and what's for so frustrating is it's like you're so close to having the capacity for productive collective action that pr like prioritizes you and the people that you love and care about. And the, the vast majority of people who are in the same shitty situation that you're in. And instead, you're going to focus on collective action to some bullshit dystopian vanity project but the bullshit dystopian vanity project what is the north star of that project the only emails, and maybe there's maybe there's other communications that colonizing are colonizing the universe randy we're not privy to but this whole like twitter 2.0 which i know the, the semantics of that are hilarious because twitter is like what 9.14 or whatever um yeah twitter 2.0 is gonna be hardcore Okay, the, like 
what what are we what are we marching toward? What is the North Star? What is the mission? His, he Tesla, wants... it was very clear that we want to revolutionize automobiles to be electric. Okay, that that is a mission. I can SpaceX. We want to launch a rocket to the moon or Mars or whatever. I can get behind that. Okay, I understand. Even as a libertarian type, I could see. Okay, this is something that we believe in. You know, blah blah blah. If I were to, you know, be empathetic and put myself into the shoes of someone that's like simping for Musk, I get it. What is Twitter marching toward? What is it? Freedom of speech? That's yes. al- already been falsified, demonstratively falsified over and over again. Like of he's course. not interested in that. He's not going to no. get Alex Jones back on your platform. So there you go. Like, like that's like a slap in the face but to all the But he did get reals. Donald Trump. Yeah, but Donald Trump's not interested. And let's... Like, what is the mission, even if freedom of speech to what end? To freedom of your speech? Like, is that it, though? Yes, it's freedom of that specific speech, obviously. Like, any anybody who talks about freedom of speech in any way that doesn't specifically focus on fighting... But that's like, your transformative or... North Star? That is your 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 mission? So freaking what? Like, you could do that in, you know, a couple weeks. The actual, the actual mission? The act, But the actual mission is owning the libs. Like the actual, it's a, it is a team sport political project that is just, but it's lame to say that out loud. So you have to reverse engineer justifications for it. God, it's so boring. The, the, like the sort of like the technical like vision for this is that it will become X, the everything app where everything that you can do online, you could do on Twitter. And the thing that pisses me off about any project that's like that is like, well, first of all, Facebook tried to do that. Look how well Mm -hmm. that's going for them. But the, like you're basically trying to make Facebook again, real like that's actually what you're trying to do. Oh, we're gonna put no. He's trying to make gonna... the the Chinese. Uh, uh, what what is it over in China? They have an app that that supposedly Elon's super inspired by. That you can do payments, you can do social media, you can do yeah, you everything can you within. can do payments. It's I, the everything app is Google Chrome. Like it, it exists. <laughs> it's true. It's a web that's browser. True, yeah, yeah. Like why? Who? This is stupid. Like why you're, would why? you're not wrong? You're. They, Chrome does. Chrome does seem to do everything these days. Like it's, yeah. you do it, it. It's a web browser. It's the internet. Like this exists. You're. you're I mean, that's you're why Chromebooks exist is because a web browser yeah. is an operating system. Yeah. You're trying to just build a new internet, quote unquote, that you just happen to own. That's all you're trying to do, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Speaking of Chrome doing everything, I I just recently learned. Maybe you guys knew this, but uh, about the remote support option in Chrome. If you if you you and whoever, in this case my kids, have a. Um, Google account, you can do remote desktop. Oh yeah, through yeah. the browser. I did know that. Yeah, it is so cool. I had no idea. About I've done that, that with like, my grandmother because she always does something that ruins yeah. her computer. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it, that has been so awesome. You know, having two young kids with you know, that are fairly new to full desktops. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely helpful to oh, be able to it. remote into their machine and do some stuff. I did. I had no idea that it was a thing. All right. So we have probably time for one more subject. So let's pull you guys really, really quick. So we want to talk about Alexa losing Alexa. a bunch of money. Glorify. Alexa. 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 Okay. All right. So as an Alexa develop, as someone who has developed Alexa apps, I'm yeah, very interested yeah. in this. I recently learned this. I didn't know this um, uh, prior to this week. So Jeff Bezos really was the the catalyst for Alexa. It was his pet project. He really tried to march that toward, you know, a uh, successful product line. And turns out it's been a completely and absolutely ultimate failure. Um, it looks like it's going to lose ten billion this year, and uh, year over awesome. year, it's it's lost billions and billions prior to that. The team is uh, 
part of the 11,000, I believe it's 11,000 um, employees, that, they're a big chunk of the 11,000 employees that are going to get laid off this year from Amazon as part of the you know, tech gutting that we were just alluding to with uh, Google. And uh, yeah, thoughts. Apple was right. As far as the, not investing. The, the strategy for them is, and I think it's based on the fact that the tech isn't there yet. People think it's weird, mostly. Uh, people aren't going to use it very much. It's not actually as convenient as doing the stuff that you want okay, okay. to do pause, on your phone. Pause, 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 yeah. pause. Yeah, pause. Pause. It yeah. is convenient, and, it, and people are using it a lot. They're just not yeah. using it in ways that they can monetize. So That's what Amazon was selling all these Echo devices at cost. The only differentiator is that Apple was selling them f at, for profit. Right. Google has actually been really successful in this market because they've also been selling them at profit and not depending on monetization. Google is also completely restructuring their Google Assistant program. Yeah, They're sunsetting they are, yeah. custom actions on that like developer marketplace next year. Which was They're, an attempt to make money. On that's what I'm saying. So I, yes, of yeah. course, like especially for accessibility and all that kind of voice is extremely important for people that have like accessibility problems and even just for individual users who are doing something where they can't physically use their. It hands. just turns out people are mainly using it to play music or Start to timers. do or do searches. Kitchen timers. Searches are very popular too. Like what is uh, 246 times 434? You know, that's it's a calculator. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, it's just it's general general voice. Right, stuff. general queries, basically. Yeah, which general, is why sorry, which is yeah. why which is a, a why search Google's would be more like um which uh which dinosaurs could fly. You know, right. that kind of stuff. In, in Google's yeah. strategy yeah. that they're pivoting to on the custom skills, I most of the custom actions, including the ones that we made, uh, were basically general information skills basically and so mm -hmm. they're they they said we're go we're fucking google like we know we have the internet we know what that is and so their strategy is basically we are not going to make you repurpose this content or ask you to repurpose this content for this skill we're just going to crawl your websites better and here's ways that you can encode data on your website that the google assistant can actually read more effectively which is like a much better implementation of any of this stuff but the the whole thing to your point about you know Jeff Bezos, this this whole project, I always kind of assumed that the main play here was just, I didn't think it was as dystopian right out, out of the gate as most people think it is, like it's constantly listening to you to sell you shit. It was just part of an overall get in people's houses strategy for Amazon. Like, and that's also why they bought Roomba and that, which can map your floor plan. And so if you've got multiple Lexes in the houses, you know, like what rooms they're in, because usually people will self will provide that information for you, you know, like where they're being used the most in their house, like what kind of things they are asking for in those moments. I never thought it was going to be a thing where it directly makes a bunch of money. Like, I know you could like make payments through it a little bit, but that people that would really weird people out. I feel like I always thought it, they were OK with the losing money because they would it, like it. They'd make up for it with other shit. That's, it, that it that, that was the thinking. That. But I guess Bezos and the team just put so much emphasis on selling products or, or your ability to buy products through Amazon using voice. They, they put and that's stupid they, because that's you, the yeah. entire point of your company being an everything company is that you can subsidize projects that aren't on their own profit. It's a, the, the same function of a fucking government where mm. you can do stuff that's like cool and useful for reasons that aren't immediately or directly profitable because it connects well with your other shit. Right. But and beyond that's kind that, of even even assuming that someone's actually going to like on mass or, or that people are going to purchase things through Amazon without having seen them or without having touched them or, you know, just Nobody blindly. wants to do that. No one wants to do that. I disagree and agree at the same time. I, I, cause I feel, I feel yes. like nobody wants to do that. Nobody wants to do that for certain things. 
Right, but they do want to do that for things that they that they like staples that they know that they get like trash bags or you know Tide you know or whatever. But if you, I don't like know, that. man, because totally, Tide totally comes in different that. sizes and yes. and, and yeah, different ounces. Yeah, but you could reorder like, it. You could you could just do reorder. You know, reorder. People my, want to look at it. People want to see thing. the price with their eyes. They want to see the estimated delivery yeah. dates. Yeah. They want to see like they want to see the specific. I'm just saying I can see, see the reviews. people doing it. That's all. I'm not yeah. saying that. To be honest, like that whole purchasing through those voice assistants has been a problem you know since they rolled them out anyway yeah, yeah, because yeah. kids could, yeah. kids would just order things thinking it's just a fun game and next thing you know parents have thousands of dollars going to mm-hmm. that, maybe that was like the when jeff was originally pitching it he was like listen yeah. you know uh candy crush you know uh, mobile games where what half the money real? is from from kids who uh <laughs> use credit card from their parents without them knowing about it and then the parents don't really even notice the charges that's kind of what we're going for with the alexa yeah mm-hmm. anyone in your house can buy anything just by saying it. i'm honestly not surprised that that this thing is is dying anyway uh i i've been using my alexa like to your point randy the only thing we ever have used it for is to do quick calculations set up timers or play music that's yeah mine, mine is there's the... no reason no reason to have them in yep. the house other than that yeah i play you know, music so... with it that's it's a smart speaker and it's playing music. Yep. That's the most popular thing I have that I have it doing right now is to ask it to play the most uh, recent episode of Watch This Drive. You know, that's that's pretty yeah. much it. Anything more complex than that, it usually fails at. Even for simple requests, sometimes it's just, it it's it's very strange. Mm-hmm. It tries to tell you stuff that you don't ask for most of the time. You mm-hmm. know, which is also relatively annoying. You know, oh, it's like. It's like, what's, what's, you know, five plus five, you know? And it's just like, oh, by the way, you can do, it's like, I don't no Stop talking to me. I didn't ask you for that. Yeah. <laughs> My kid lo- uses it all the time for random stuff. Like uh, he likes the tell a joke feature. He likes the, uh, sure. Flip a coin. That's the thing he's been doing. My kids like recently. the fart machine, whatever. Yep. Yep. Stuff like that is, uh, is definitely. Yeah. But, but overall, like that's, it's nothing special, you know? No. Well, th- that's the thing though. Okay. It's nothing special beyond what we are using it for but we are using it it's a, it's a, all the smart speakers i have in my home are utilized fairly frequently maybe daily yeah, maybe they are convenient at least weekly just not in a monetize an easily monetized way you know and it's yeah yeah I, I i don't know why i don't know why bezos put all his eggs in the basket of we're gonna sell these things at cost and we're gonna hope that we can somehow recoup that based on monetized usage it just seems so absurd to me yeah i can't even imagine how you would really monetize them you know if you think about it like i mean sure there's the buying stuff through amazon thing but then you're still just buying stuff through amazon it's not really monetizing anything within the device itself and then you know there is the display ads versions which people aren't really buying so Honestly, the only people that were buying, I think, the display ads ones were advertising companies to test the display ads on them. You know, like people, I don't think we're really buying that yeah. many of them. Yeah, I can. Uh, that's me. Yeah, I know. But uh, I yeah, I just don't even I don't even see really a way to monetize it. That was their problem. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm not some fucking genius that's been doing this like for the past 10 years. That's like, why about 8,000 people are going to lose their job at Amazon. I see that right out the gate. Like, how do you monetize what's, when someone wants to know the... How many how many uh, servings they get out of twenty eight hundred grams? You know, yep. like I. Yep. Yep. But that's <laughs> like I, how many ounces are what? in you know uh, this this many uh, 
leaders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like, okay, how many, how many servings are we making this meal? 12. Okay. Uh, computer. That's the name of our Alexa is computer mm-hmm. computer. What is 4873 divided by 12? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Before I tell you that, Carl, uh, have you heard the new Taylor Swift album? Yeah, seriously. You want any tickets? Too bad. I, yeah. I, I, I just don't see. I just don't see how you could even. But that's my point. It. Like, I don't. But I don't understand. It's not Alexa. Isn't like a company though. It, it is a. It is a department within a massive. I'm, congl- I'm aware. No, I know you know that. I'm just. I'm like. I'm just reiterating. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that individual profitability of this thing is paramount. I, I, that, I don't understand yeah. why that's true. Like, I, I just don't. Un- so it's kind of like the U.S. mail, right? It's a service. It should cost money, not make money. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. Like people, when people buy other like home appliances, for example, one of the things it's not a huge uh, value add, but a lot of the things people ask is, is it Alexa compatible? You know, what? how does that integrate with Alexa? So you have this, you own this thing with a bunch of name recognition that integrates with other things, that is a value add for other products, many products that you sell, presumably you're being able to harvest a bunch. And I don't give a shit if Alexa lives or dies, but I, I'm just confused on how, how they're doing the math on this because you you presumably can justify its existence in its position in the market, its, its, its market share of a thing that you might think in the future could get bigger. It is something that connects well with your other products. It's something you can harvest data from. You know, and I so in a lot most of those gains, I feel like wouldn't show up in the P and L for this specific department, and so I'm sure that they they're accounting for some of that. But I I'm just very fascinated as to like why they're basically taking the position that we're we're fucking done with this. I don't know if they're necessarily taking the position that we're done with it because they're just like vastly reducing their they're vastly reducing the staff that's currently working on it because there's a couple facts here. One, Amazon. Alexa devices are still amongst the best-selling devices on Amazon. So right. they're, they're in everyone's household. It's, it's insane. They're ubiquitous with yeah. you know, smart speakers. They, they're everywhere. That, but to me, that's a success in its own right. Like, what, yeah. That, yeah, but I yeah. think, I, I but think the problem most is that of them it, were cost, sold, it cost them a lot of money. Yeah, most of them were sold at cost. So Why do they care? <laughs> like, because, because they want to make like, more money. <laughs> No, but the, the also, goal was not to sell Alexas. The goal was to have Alexas in people's houses. No, the goal was to have Alexas in people's houses so they could make money on them. Right, but, they, based but that on comes the actions later. Or what have that's, you. That's still come, I feel like that comes and later. And they still don't know how to do that. So, and the team get, that they're laying off good. has no idea how to do that. So they're laying everybody off. It's also sucking up resources. Yeah, good. exactly. Like ser- like server resources and time and all that kind of stuff. And, no, but if and you're not that, turning them off, that's still going to be true. So their big thing was, I want to have this device in your house so you can order a Domino's pizza and we can get kickback. No one did it. That's, so that's fucking stupid. That was their big thing. Or we're going to have this device in your house so then other companies can make custom actions and then we can somehow get money from those custom actions being that's right but what i'm saying is that this they, yeah. they should not be focused on this thing making money at all it should just be a value well, they add did, for their buddy, other because they sold them at cost so there's no <laughs> they're they're a capitalist you know industry they're like they're no, gonna I, try I get, and make that, money I, somehow they're not like, putting okay. something out there just for just for people's use they, amazon ran amazon ran diapers.com out of business how they do it they did it because well they, the reason they did it was because they wouldn't sell to amazon so they took a loss on diapers for a considerable amount of time so that diapers.com couldn't compete with them. And now they own diapers.com or they bought diapers.com. They bought their their infrastructure, which is what they wanted. 
and or in their supply chain. Now they're able to make and a bunch of money. Charge, now they charge double for the diapers. I don't understand why why they like the move is to cut the whole thing when you could just be like, okay, we're not going to sell these at cost anymore. Like, have you tried making a profit on them? Like, or like, have you tried like you can't raise the prices what? of them? They're already like in everyone's household. They're not all of a sudden going to charge more. They're they're giving them away even more than they were before. All right, I don't know. I I, I feel they're I, also I, not open, worth, I see They're the also books. not worth much more. I want to yeah. see the books. I, I want to know like. I feel like no, but I feel like Google net, or, net. Uh, Drew would Drew would result in the exact same decision. He's like, yeah, we're gonna have to cut these people. <laughs> the value, yeah, exactly. yeah. Sorry, I actually, I, actually, I think we're gonna have to cut more. Uh, the the ten the ten billion dollars. Like when you say Alexa lost ten billion dollars, that does not account for the fact that part of Alexa or Amazon's value is the ubiquity of Alexa. You, and it's harder. It's just harder. The, to the point is that. the. The point you know is what I mean? like you, you probably yeah. increase the market cap of Amazon by more than $10 billion. Like having the Alexas there, investing in Alexa has probably been a net positive for them to the tune of higher than $10 billion. They're about to find out. But that just doesn't show up on a fucking P&L. Yeah, no, I, I get your point. And, and, and that point is made in the uh, in the article, which just for our listeners, it's, it's Ars Technica. Yeah, so it's an Ars Technica article, and it's titled, um, Amazon and Alexa is a colossal failure on pace to lose $10 million this year. What I actually suspect is that they don't actually view it as that much of a failure. They just need to call it a failure, failure so they can justify laying off half the people who got them to the success that they have. That, that might be true. That very well I don't know. Be true. I, 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 think, I think selling it at cost means that they're, you know, so they're selling it at cost. They have all the people working on it. They have server resources, and they're not having any any profit on it i could i could see it as a loss without alexa i think the amazon's market cap would be lower than 10 billion dollars under what it is now i think it would be exactly the same as it is now i don't know i don't think alexa has done anything to in, to in, increase their market cap it absolutely all. has like brand name no, recognition brand awareness the the tendrils that they have in people's houses that is extremely it. valuable that is extremely valuable no, to, to, you're this, wrong. to these activist investors get out of here zoomer you don't know what you're talking about that's probably true <laughs> well, as somebody who's personally spent hundreds of dollars on Alexa devices, uh, I feel like I'm qualified to. I I have a I have one Alexa device that I got from for free from my previous company, uh, Pet Supplies Plus. <laughs> so Alexa was getting yeah. a billion interactions a week. That's huge. That is so yeah. valuable. How do you not make money that is... on that? <laughs> you you'd you'd, ex- you'd at least expect a, a couple million dollars. Yeah, and and being a top seller at Amazon, I mean. Come on! How do you not make money on that? I think that, the only way they could have made money on it, it it's it's not it's not about the money like it's not the fucking the problem. The only loss. way they could have made money on it is if it if they did like an app store thing. They are making you know? money on it. I don't like that's. It's just, they're just not, not. No, they're not. They're they're losing not ten billion. Yeah, they're losing ten. They're losing no, they, 10 billion. I don't know. I it's I don't I don't think it's I don't. Think they're it's not making simple. money. That's exactly what the article is about. <laughs> All right, we can continue <laughs> this uh, this chat on episode twelve. <laughs> We want to carry on. <laughs> I don't think anyone no, wants think that. Next I week, next we're week dying. we're talking about online casinos. All right. Yeah, not not just online, <laughs> online casinos, casinos, but online casinos on uh, university campuses. Uh, oh yeah, hell yeah, baby! More gut, <laughs> gutting of uh, of of anything that you thought was was sacred. I mean, right. not, nobody really thinks that those are sacred. All right, happy it's, it's weird to do it out loud. All right, happy bye. Thanks, killing. Gobble gobble, motherfuckers. I have a son.
watch this drive.